You're listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. If you care about growing your skills and getting more new sales appointments, pipeline, and closed one deals, you came to the right place. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, or Spreaker, and be sure to go back and listen to all the episodes for the best strategies, tips, and tactics out there on running a high-performance sales development program. And now, your host, founder, and CEO of TenBound at TenBound.com, David Delaney. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am on the line with Sarah Harbison Tosh. Now, you just recently changed your name. Did I say that right? Yes, it, you okay. did. Oh, yes. I, uh, <laughs> I got married in, in July, and my husband, I still haven't legally changed my name yet, and okay. he gives me slack about it every day, so I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome. I'm glad I said that right. And Sarah, you're the Director of Sales Development and Enablement at Sigster. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I want to dig in. If folks don't know you, they haven't met you yet, tell us how did you get into sales development and what was your path to to become the director? Yeah, great question. So I right out of college, I I spent a few years out in the Bay Area working at Stanford University and decided to come back to the Midwest for some family reasons and when I when I found myself back in Indianapolis, I was a, a, a big brat. And at the time, I, I didn't want to be in India. And I said, well, if I'm in Indianapolis, I want to work for the best company that Indy has. And at the time, it was Exact Target, which is now Salesforce. So I started my career in sales development with Exact Target. I went through that acquisition with them. I did this, this fun liaison role where I was supporting both Exact Target and also Salesforce. But my, my time there really, really, you know, gave me that, that love for sales development. It also taught me how to be a part of a machine and be scalable with everything that, that I'm doing. I was there for about two years. I met my husband there. I met some of my best friends there. It made me fall back in love with Indianapolis, which is where I live now. But, but at the time, the VP that I, I reported up into was leaving to go be the CMO at a company called Return Path. They, they work within the email deliverability space. So at the time, being an eager 25-year-old, my former boss, Scott Roth, who's now the CEO at JAMA Software out in Portland, said, hey, Sarah, come on over to Return Path and help us start our sales development team. They had historically tried to do sales development, didn't work out. And for the last six years, they'd been outsourcing it. And that wasn't working out. So they said, let's try this again. Can you come over here and be our first SDR? By the way, I'll pay you quite a bit more than what you're making now. So I said, sure, let's do it. And there, they, Return Path was starting an office in Indianapolis. So it was, it was a super fun environment. You know, I had the backing of a 500-person company, but we were operating very much like a startup. I, I joked that our first office was literally a coat closet. No walls or no, no windows. There was four of us in a room, but it was so much fun. So helped build their sales development team, build their pipeline. And six months into that role, they said, knock, 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 Sarah, we want to start an inside sales team. Would you be our first account executive? Said, well, sure, sign me up. I've never really held a quota, but I'll do it. So I, I sold for a few years, sold in the Bay Area, had a blast doing that, and then got tapped on the shoulder again and said, our team is so big. We want you to manage and lead a team. 
So I, I spent some time managing an account executive team. That's really where I fell in love with, with, I mean, I knew I always had a passion for it, but for teaching, enabling and, and leading people. But I knew I, I had this itch. I think a lot of it comes from my dad's background in, in small business, but I had the, the kind of startup small business itch. So when Sigster came knocking on my door and told me they were in the process of receiving some Series A funding and was looking for a sales development leader to really grow and scale the team, I, I knew it was was a match made in heaven. So I've been at Sigster for a little over a year now. When I When I started, we were at two people on the team. Both of them have been promoted to account executive. Now we're sitting pretty at about 13 folks and we're contributing about 80% of our total pipeline right now. So it has Whoa. been such a fun ride. And I know it's it's literally just the beginning. Okay. So I want to dig in on that. But you know, there's a pattern that you're identifying that people keep tapping you on the shoulder <laughs> and wanting you to do stuff. So yeah. what what are you what are you doing to get those taps on the shoulder? And you know, how can someone emulate that if they're just kind of sitting there and nobody's tapped them on the shoulder for five years? Yeah, I in part of my French, I work my ass off. And I'm, I'm someone who when I show up, I show up 100%. And I know that can be frustrating and annoying at times. But that's, that's just the way I am. I'm also a big, big believer. And a lot of times other people can see things in you that maybe you don't see in yourself. I will we'll talk about this. But our team recently started this, this sales development competition. That's called the SDR Wars. Uh, so it's really gamifying the work of sales development teams out there. But the whole goal of this is building your network so people can recognize things in you and tap you on your shoulder and, and maybe poke on on strengths and weaknesses, because sometimes you don't always recognize that about yourself. Nice. Okay. That, that's I saw that. That's really interesting. And I want I do want to talk more about the SDR war, wars. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so so work your ass off, show up 100%. And then identify your strengths and weaknesses, keep networking. You know, when you show up 100%, what does that mean? Like, like, and why you said that that's, could be irritating to some people. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it means preparing every, you know, every meeting, every mm. conversation that you're involved in. I, I'm a big believer in preparation. Like, that's the one thing that you control in sales, right? You control yeah. how prepared you are for every conversation, every meeting. And I, I think that same way for internal meetings as well. So that's, that's a big thing, but you know, out, outside of that too, it's, it's leaning in and it's engaging and like really poking holes in a topic and like creating this concept of healthy candor, healthy conflict. You know, we're at, we're at 75 employees today. So every idea is a great idea. Like you, you have to find an organization that aligns with your own values and, and morals and framework. And for me, it's like being a part of an environment that is, is constantly thinking, how do, we, how do we go outside the box? How do we create something that doesn't exist today? You know, I, I think that's a lot of it. Find something that, that aligns to you and, and be passionate about it. Lean in. Go for it. And what, what do you say, you know, the SDR job is kind of can get repetitive and, and you're, you're dealing with a lot of no's and not interested and stuff like that. What do you say when an SDR comes to you and they're like, ah, you know, I am, I am leaning in. I'm, I'm, I'm going out a hundred percent of what I can do. And it's just like, I'm getting really frustrated right now. Yeah. You know, something that I look for 
in when I hire people is someone who is is motivated by the no. It makes them so mad to hear no. Like to be successful in sales, I'm a firm believer in like you you got to control what you can control and you got to be able to deal with the ebbs and flows because at the end of the game at the end of the the game, you're in it for the long haul, right? So if you're consistent with what you're delivering, you'll be all right. You may have a good month one month, you may have a bad month next month. That's okay. So so first just finding people and and finding those questions in your interview process where you can measure if someone truly is motivated by that no and has that that healthy competitive mindset. But I, I yeah. think it's also just really staying focused on the bigger picture. When you're when you're feeling down, when my team's feeling down, what I always remind them of is this ship doesn't stay afloat without our team, right? Like we we are the the blood of this company. Without us, we don't have any pipeline. Without pipeline, we don't close business. Without closing business, the lights go off here at Sixter and none of us have jobs, right? Like <laughs> yes. we, are, we are the skeleton of Sixter. So always remember that. Like hopefully that can motivate you and get you beyond those 30 no's that you heard in, in the last day or whatnot. But I think it's also, and, and I don't know if this is right. I actually, I, I kind of struggle with this a little bit, but you know, you you look at the demographic of of whose sales development teams are today. And in, in my case, I had two years of professional experience before I jumped into an SDR role. It was more of that entry level role, but in a lot of ways, it's so backwards if you think about it, right? Like you have an SDR start on your team, and you're asking them within a week to call a CMO at you know a tier two account. What? Yes. Like something about that is just backwards to me. That. You know, I, I am pushing myself as a leader to really diversify the people that, that I am bringing onto the team. It doesn't, you know, and, and when I say diversify, I don't mean age. I mean, well, a little bit age, but experience, background, you know, have these people been customer facing before? If so, in what capacity? I want diversity there. But, but in a lot of cases, it's also like realizing what motivates every single person on your team. Right. And when you're having a hard day, go back to that motivator and let them know that, look, this is one day in, you know, your your 45 year, maybe more career. Like, get over it. We're good. Next day is a new day. Wake up, grab Starbucks and let's get going. I love that. That is amazing. I wish you were in Boston because we're doing a meetup November 14th. And the subject is diversity in sales development. And I am just in like violent agreement with what you're saying about opening up the 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 vision of what a sales development rep could be beyond yeah. just like the very set program. I mean, out here, it's ridiculous, like how we only look at a very certain type of person to be a sales development rep. And it's yeah. so ridiculous because they run into that same thing. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the budget for this headcount is very low because they think that it's like an entry level position. But, mm -hmm. you know, like I completely agree with what you're saying. It shouldn't yeah. really be that. There should be more of a budget. I mean, on the other extreme, you have like Tito who writes blog posts about how you should pay him $200,000 a year because yeah. they, they're so critical to your organization. But, you know, it's somewhere in between. Like, I agree. We need to start looking way outside to we diversify. Do. Yeah. We do this on, on Sixter or on Wednesday afternoons, and we actually have it this Wednesday. We do book club with a handful of different sales development teams throughout Indianapolis. And 
One team that does a, a phenomenal job at this is PFL. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but yeah. Print for Less, they're a direct mail company. And for I, I asked their leader, I'm like, how did you build your team? And for them, it came down to how they were compensating. They, and I, I, I'm not recommending this by any means, but for them, there is no variable comp to how their, their reps are paid. It's, it's purely salary higher base than what's normal in the Indianapolis market. But because of that, she's been able to attract a, a, a certain group of people. So it's, I, I think it goes back to, to just like always knowing, knowing what your team is lacking when you're looking to grow or make your next hire and ask yourself like, okay, now how, how do I work backwards from what we're lacking and go into those groups and those networks to find the, the person that we need to, to round out our team. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I feel like we're in kind of an echo chamber here yeah. of, of everyone. There's just a real lack of creativity about yeah. how to make these teams you know, uh, work the best. It's just like, yeah. hey, this is what everybody else is doing. Let's do it exactly the same way. But it's interesting, like when you go out to non-tech companies, I mean, PFL's tech, but if you go out to non-tech companies, a lot of times they have a completely different idea about how <laughs> to put the teams together. And it's like, oh, you don't have to pay a commission. Like you, you yeah. can make it a higher salary and make it you know, more appealing to people that have been in the industry for a long time, but just want to be, you know, just want to do sales development. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and David, we, there's a sales leader at sales office named Derek Grant, and he, he always jokes, I met him when I was working at Exact Target at the time. He used to, to sell Pardot, which is Salesforce's marketing automation tool. And he always says he's the guy that you know sold the acquisition when Exact Target bought Pardot at the time. He was the, the sales rep that demoed the platform and Exact Target said, yeah, we want to buy you for X amount. But now he's at SalesOpt. He's leading their inside sales team. He's a phenomenal leader. And he was recently in Indy and we were talking about hiring and how important it is. And he really pushed me on our, our hiring profile. Like for me, I like people who have a few years of professional experience because I think business acumen is hard to teach. I like someone who's been customer facing. I like at the time, I liked someone who maybe had some sort of sales development experience. And he said, stop, stop, listen to what you're saying. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's like, okay, so you're going to continue to hire people who maybe were an SDR somewhere else. They burned out. They got mad at their boss. They didn't like their team. Now they're on, on a foul to find another sales development gig. So you're just recycling through the same people time after time after time. Doesn't that get old? It's like, why wouldn't you invest in maybe either younger talent that is more green and you can mold and you can shape and you can teach them the signature way? versus taking someone who already has these habits, or bring in someone who's super comfortable being in front of people and has been client-facing, but maybe has a completely different background. And you know, as a leader, you got to teach them tech and Sigster, but that's easy. That's easy stuff to do. But he, he really like kind of just changed my mindset around like, stop just recycling through the same people time and time again, because you're going to get the same result. Right. Like yeah. diversity is how you really change the way that that your team operates and goes to market. 
He's such a great dude. I I I love that guy, and he he I follow anything that he puts out because it just like the way that they hire people at Sales Loft. It seems like you know they have such a great culture there that they attract people that are just like you are so freaking cool. Like yeah. like and Derek is that like you know? it's like yeah, it's yeah. amazing. He's, he's a guy, and Scott Roth, my old boss, who I followed to return path. He's like that too. He's a leader that you just whatever he's doing, you want to follow. And yeah. I, I think about about that a lot in my role is like, how do I create a culture where we all want to be marching the same march and, and going the same direction? Yeah, that's amazing. I've, I've learned a lot from Kyle Porter about like yeah. the importance of culture and boiling it down and making and communicating it. And he, he's he's a great communicator as well. And, you know, that's like when we do the manager training for 10 bound, mm-hmm. that's like the first thing that we start at that nobody even thinks about really. Like you just like in sales development, it's, it's the science, you know, like how many calls are you making and how many people are you talking to? It's like, wait a minute, we need to take a step back. What is the culture that we're creating on the team? And how do we, how does that go into like how we hire people and you know, the stuff yeah. that we're talking about? And I, I know David, like going into this call, you told me to think about like what's, what's working and what's not working in sales development today. And, you know, our mindset, my mindset, our team's mindset is, it's it's about creativity, right? And it's about hiring the right people. But you know, we here at Sigster we sell to marketers, and, and regardless of who you're selling to today, it is a noisy world right now, right? Like yeah. the sheer number of emails and phone calls that folks are are receiving is ungodly, right? You know, our our phones listen to us now as as we're talking, and you go on Instagram and you see an advertisement for what you were talking about. Like we are just bombarded oh. right now that, you know, when, when thinking about how to be successful in the sales development role, it it starts with like finding a product that, or a service that you, you really believe in finding a, a, a persona that you like talking to. For me, that's marketers. I, I love marketers. I know I always want to work with marketers and it's about really knowing who your ideal customer base is and being so freaking creative with how you capture their attention. You know, everyone's doing email and phone, but who out there is is doing direct mail? Who's sending stickers? Who is following them on social and not not just sending them that invite and trying to hard sell through the invitation, but truly following what that person is posting and commenting and leaning in and engaging? You know, who out there is inviting folks not only to their events, but other events maybe in their community that their customer or potential customer might might care about attending? But I think just like importance of being more intentional than ever is is what will make sales development folks successful. Agreed. Agreed. So I want to go with that point because I agree 100%. Creativity is the, the key differentiator right now. And I think the challenge is that the metrics are not there to be able to to understand how people are being successful. And so it seems like sales development managers fall back on, you know, the tried and true dashboards that they have. How many calls did you make? How many emails did you send? How many, you know, LinkedIn things did you send and stuff like that? So it just becomes like more spam out there in the marketplace. So, I mean, like, how do you know, or do you just trust your team that we're going to do something creative? We don't know if it's going to work and we can't really measure it, but we'll see what happens. Like, how do you know if it's working or not? Yeah. Well, the great thing, David, is like, you can measure a lot of this. We do measure it. 
So, you know, we, we have, and, and I don't want to get like too tactical. If anyone has like specific questions with how we've set it up, I'm, I'm happy to, to answer them one off. But, you know, you in our sales loft instance, we have all of our emails, all of our social touches and all of our phones directly going into Salesforce. And then we're able to create manual activities when we send a handwritten note or we invite them. Well, I guess an invite would, would be like an email or a call, but you can manually create these things. So then when you drive that opportunity, you can really dive into the activity and understand all the touch points and campaigns that cause that, that person to convert. So it's become, okay. it takes a little, a little bit of muscle, but it's, it's definitely possible. And then, okay, so that's the science of it. So, so what about the art of it? Like, how do you, I mean, if you're like lacking creativity and you're trying to come up with ideas and stuff, how do you collect those ideas from the team and come up with ideas and stuff like that in, you know, we're in like such a, you know, office environment and it's, I think the creativity is hard to like spark in people. Yeah. And we, we have the luxury of still being a smaller team that like something I'm, I'm really thinking about as, as we grow is how do we make everything, how do we preserve all of the great things we're doing today, but make them more scalable. So for us, how we really encourage that creativity is at the end of every day, we, we, we do the points game is what we call it. So we get together and it's an opportunity to, to debrief our day. And every week we reward points for different tasks. And I, I change them based on where we fell short the previous week. So for example, this week it's based on phone connections and 10 dials before 10 a.m. But that's really an opportunity for all of us to get together and talk about what was working, what wasn't working, but then allow the rest of the team to offer creative advice around how to drive the, the, the meeting or the conversion. So that's been really helpful. But once again, like, falling back on your network. I can't tell you how many times I reach out to, to other sales and sales development and even marketing leaders to get advice around what they're doing, what's working, what's not working. You know, I, I think sometimes people can be like nervous to share something that's going really well for them because there are so many people doing what we're doing, but all of us are doing it in our own unique way that aligns to our brand. That the more you can share and ask yourself, okay, would this work for my team? Would it not? Because not every idea is going to work. The better off you'll be. Like just, just lean in, be engaged, learn, and ask yourself, will it work for my team? I love it. And you know, it's funny because you, if you feel hesitant about sharing what's working and and your creative ideas, just don't even worry about it because people will just listen to it, but they they probably won't implement what you're talking about. They'll just yeah. move on to the next podcast or whatever. So exactly. I just found like that whole thing. And even it's like competitors and stuff. I mean, you know, don't even worry about it because there's so many ideas floating around out there that the pe people are the the what lacks is the execution of ideas. Yeah. Like that's the difference, and and so yeah, but, I, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, to to add to that, David, like I'm a big believer in you know if you think about ten bound, right? Like you you have your brand identity that you want to be known for. You have your values and your mission that you you spit out to everyone, right? But within organizations, it's also so important for each internal team to have their own framework as well. And for us, like, you know, we know that one of the biggest challenges in sales development is retention, career progression, and like just retaining people, right? Because it, it 
it can be a harder role hearing no all the time. But, you know, thinking about how as a sales development team, what really defines your team and what are some some programs that you can create to really define your own identity and make your team be that that destination workplace. So for us, it's been things like our weekly book club. It's been things like the SDR wars that that we're hosting again in December. It's been, you know, making sure that that we're following the right groups on LinkedIn and really engaging and, and commenting and, and leaning in there. But think about your team's own brand identity and how that'll affect how you go to market and how how you communicate with your prospects. That is so funny because I remember when I first started being an, an SDR manager at Glassdoor, this guy named Luke Stoddard, who still mm-hmm. works at Glassdoor, he's like one of the funniest people on earth. If you're <laughs> listening, Luke, I love you, man. He took me aside. He's like, you know, you need an identity for the team. Mm-hmm. And he gave me, he's like, why don't you call them the Tiger Sharks? You know, <laughs> the Tiger Sharks. And I was like, that is so cool. So we went out, we made a logo, we had like t-shirts and all these things. We're the Tiger Sharks. And it's so silly, but it's fun, but you know, it, it, it adds a little fun to it. Yeah. So much fun. I, I love it. And yeah. it, it creates, you know, we always say our, our sales methodology is Midwestern nice. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in the Midwest and that's how we do business. We never want to sell you more than what you need, but it, you know, we, my team is a family and we tell people that when we interview them, we're like, look, we are family. We're going to be all up in your grill. If you're not cool with that, this probably isn't the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, family. That's so funny because Kevin, Kevin Vane's the VP of sales is so nice. And he yeah. came to me. He's like, hey, we want to I'm thinking about sponsoring the, the sales development conference. And he's like, but I'll tell you, if it doesn't get approved, I'll, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. And he came back. He's like, yeah, it didn't, we're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you know what? That was really nice, though, because he, yeah. at least he told me, right? Yeah. Well, and it, it makes like, <laughs> like, I think about this all the time. It makes that healthy conflict and giving feedback that much easier when we all know at the end of the day, like we all love each other. We're all here like fighting for the same mission. So any feedback comes from a very, very loving and supportive stance. I love it. I love it. And I know you, you were saying you, you weren't crazy about moving back to Indy, but now you you're very happy. It seems. Yeah. And it, <laughs> you know, it's funny how things come full circle. We, so the, the founder of Exact Target and talk about like a, a culture god, Scott Dorsey. I don't know if you know that name, but he, after the acquisition happened, he and a handful of other executives at Exact Target started their own venture capital firm that's called High Alpha. And we were one of the first companies that they invested in. So it has been in Indianapolis. It's amazing seeing what a handful of leaders have been able to do for the tech community. I think we're we're number two in the Midwest right now for like booming tech scene. And our, our recent funding that we just got to is from Edison Ventures out in the New Jersey area. And for them, like, you know, they love our team. They love our product. They really believe in our mission. They also love that we're in the Midwest and it's a, it's a new market for them, which is super exciting. So they can get in there. Okay. So we're going to have to do a meetup. We'll do a sales development manager meetup. Yeah, um, in Indy, and we'll come out and just it'll be rocking. We'll have a let's great do time. it. I'm happy yeah. to help organize it too. All right, you heard it, folks. Sarah said <laughs> it. Uh, that would be awesome. Hey, I got to ask you one more thing. The graphics at Sigster are amazing, and it's such a talented. Is that an in-house graphic designer, or do you guys use an outside? It is. Shout out to Anna Zimmerman. 
Anna Zimmerman. You are awesome. She's amazing. We were recently at Dreamforce and we we handed out these otters. And I got to say, like at conferences, I'm someone who rolls my eyes at the people who just come by and try to drag as get as much swag as possible. I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing with all of this? Don't you have to travel home? But I could not believe how our otter stickers that we had made were flying off the shelf. And we we our sticker game is something we've been kind of known for that that's actually a part of our sales development strategy. We all the time after we have a great connection, we have persona based stickers that we'll send to an event marketer, a director of marketing, just saying, hey, thanks for the time. We're eager to chat with you. Here's a badass event marketer sticker to throw on your laptop. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. They are. They're amazing. And, you know, it's definitely a unique uh, thing that you guys have. And, and, you know, we got a couple minutes. I, 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 you know, I was saying beforehand, I was shocked when I did a sales development manager training and the group of eight people didn't know about Sixter and what you guys were doing. Give us the quick download for people that have not, you know, this is such a no brainer to get this going. What do you guys do? And then tell us about the next gen stuff that you're working on. Yeah, it it really is a no brainer, David. I actually bought Sigster when I was at Return Path, which is kind of what led me ultimately to Sigster. I love their product so much. I joined their team, but yeah, what what we're doing here at Sigster is we're, we're changing mundane employee email and we're allowing you to drive relationships through employee email. So you know, what we've been known for is if you think of that, that boring email signature, what we do is we, we allow you to centrally control that email signature and run a targeted ad campaign through every email that your, your sales team is sending. That banner will dynamically change based on who that sender and receiver is. So it's this idea of always having the most important content right in front of of your most important folks. But recently, because of the work that we've done within the the email signature space, what we're now doing is we're also offering data around your most authentic relationships. So, you know, David, if you think about what we're doing is we're we're building a one-to-one relationship, right? Employees at your organizations are the primary drivers of relationships this data allows for you to understand the strength of your relationships at scale. So then as a marketer, you can use this data to say, okay, where are my, where are my relationships heating up? How, where are they dying down? How are my ABM efforts going? And how does that affect my next marketing play? So if I, if I had to summarize all of that, you, you absolutely need to check out Sigster. And, you know, what we're doing is, is we're helping you drive relationships through the, the Gmail, Outlook, O365 inbox. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you guys, if you haven't gotten Sixers hooked up, you're, it's crazy. I mean, you send out so many emails every day. You can control the, the whole situation. And now you can start to map out your relationship strength. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy. Anyways, so Sarah, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing this wisdom. I'm really excited to jump in on the SDR wars. I'm really yeah. excited to set up a meetup with you in Indy. And it was great, great sharing your wisdom with our audience here on the Sales Development Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, David. It, it was a blast. And if there are any questions from any of the followers, feel free to shoot me a LinkedIn note and I'd love to, to continue the conversation. You got it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Bye-bye. David. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. 
please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.